Welcome to the Underground Sessions podcast, courageous conversations at the intersection of faith, culture, and politics. Each episode will feature a compelling conversation around an important issue. As we step into the tension, we remind you that the views expressed by guests may not reflect the views held by Millington Baptist Church. Now, let's start our session. All right, welcome to the Underground Sessions podcast. And uh, those of you that are re- returning with us know that we cover a lot of controversial topics on this podcast, or at least try to have uh, civil conversations around challenging topics. Uh, today, we're going to break from that, and we're going to have um, uh, a very appropriate podcast because today is Friday, May 7th, and this coming uh, Sunday is Sunday, May 10th, which is Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day, and so I am privileged to welcome to the Underground Sessions podcast, my wife, Amanda. Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me, honey. <laughs> so it's it's so good. Uh, we, we, we've been getting to do some more stuff ministry-wise together in this whole quarantine thing. We, we've done announcements, we've done prayer meetings. And so uh, we've talked about this for a little while, of just doing a Mother's Day thing where uh, Amanda came on and, and got to share. And uh, if you don't know, um, my wife is currently pregnant, and um, it's fun to have her on because as I've heard from some other podcasters I listen to, women have a superpower. And the superpower (laughs) is the fact that they are able to grow a human being inside of them and then give birth to that human being. So I I have a real true superhero on the podcast right now. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So welcome, honey. So glad to have you here. Well, let, let's uh, let's start off on a little bit of a light note. Um, we were talking about Mother's Day gifts before, because I know some people listening to this, uh, even tonight, might have not bought a Mother's Day gift or haven't gotten a card. So let's let's help them with some ideas. What What's some of your favorite Mother's Day gifts to give? And what's some of your favorite Mother's Day gifts to receive? Sure. So I guess we'll start out with our favorite Mother's Day gifts to give. Um, when I was growing up, we did make a lot of handmade items from school um, and that was really sweet. And my mom always loved anything that we made her or got her. She was very appreciative. And I think gifts are a part of her love language. I think my favorite one to give her though um, was probably the first time I was able to financially give one to her, like by myself as an independent single young woman to be able to like not spend it on myself, but to spend it on my mom because she's spent so much of her time and energy on me. So I kind of felt like it was like the turning point where I'm now saying like, this is where I get to take care of you and you get to be um, spoiled and loved on in a way that meets a need. Um, So I like to meet needs. So especially when she may not think about that for herself. So that was some of my favorite gifts when I would get her like a coffee maker Keurig or, um, you know, like a bouquet of flowers, you know, because I don't know very many people that would buy flowers for themselves. My mom wasn't one of those people. Um, so I loved just showering her and spoiling her. Now, the other favorite gifts that we, that I like to receive probably the ones that I have a favorite of since I've been a mom. I mean, you always do a really good job of writing like, really nice homemade cards. Oh, thank you. Which I really love. When we were dating, you wrote notes to me often, especially when you had to leave for an extended period of time. So I love that 
and you're, you know, you majored in English, so you have quite the, <laughs> quite the eye for words. So it's enjoyable to read your homemade cards. So I guess my favorite gifts are the ones that are just like homemade written notes or cards. I just feel the most love when, when you write your feelings on paper. So I think the key word there is that you're actually writing your feelings on paper. So if you're listening to this and you're not, don't think you're a great writer, don't let that stop you from writing notes to your wife. And Oh, definitely. Write the note. Give it to right. your wife. Yes. Well, I mentioned you're pregnant um, with our second child. Uh, we obviously have a, uh, one child already, a daughter who's uh, three and a half. And uh, yep. I thought maybe it might, be, it might be good to reflect now for, and, and hear from you. What was it like? What, what did Mother's Day mean to you before you were a mom? And then how did your, your feeling about Mother's Day change after you became a mom? Yeah, so I think that before I became a mom, it was more of a hassle to have to remember to send a card or remember to get a gift. Even though it was still my pleasure to do so, it wasn't something that was on my personal radar. And now that I am a mom, um, Mother's Day is something that I look forward to, but I wouldn't say that I expect a lot of it because I think when you're a mom, like you're rewarded every single day. So your Mother's Day is kind of continuous, but the holiday of Mother's Day is just a special um, way to remind you that you are a superhero and you <laughs> do have special powers and not everybody has that. And so it's a really nice celebration to be thankful for God's faithfulness and what he's given the family and the blessing of a mom. Yeah. So that, does that make you relate a little bit differently to your mother, um, you know, on Mother's Day, especially after you became a mom now that you oh my gosh. appreciate it a little differently? <laughs> all, yeah. all the hard time that you gave your mother when you were younger, now you recognize uh, I mean, Mother's I, Day met a little bit, a little bit more than that. I apologize to my mom, I think, when I was like 20-something years old because I was such a mean teenager and adolescent. I apologized at least three or four times and I was just like, I'm so sorry. You know, I was awful. Like, so, um, so when I think about like now, you know, my mom and, and now I'm a mom and it's mother's day, I just feel like the woman has gone through so much already. And like, I'm still pretty young. I mean, I'm only 35, so I have a lot of room to grow, but I just think back to my whole life and how she dealt with everything and everything and anything under the sun. And I'm like, my gosh, you know, like I have such reverence for her, um, in that way. And I know I, I look up to her and I understand her better. Um, <clears throat> and she's definitely strong and consistent and unwavering. And those are all things that I no, I'm going to be because of her. And I would never have realized that as a teenager. So it does make the tables turn a little bit and you just realize how, how lucky you are and how blessed and how God uses, you know, a mom or a mother figure in your life to shape you. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's very self-reflective. <laughs> uh, this is, this wasn't on the uh, questions that we uh, discussed, but I'm wondering if there is a favorite or maybe most special Mother's Day moment that you had with your mom? 
Um, it's hard to think about something specific because we have a lot of special moments. My mom and I, um, we, uh, we giggle a lot and we, you know, laugh at things and we kind of enjoy each other's company. We're kind of friends. So, um, special moments, I guess, would be like, oh, there is one, like we, I think my sister and I, yeah, just the girls, we went to Disneyland I think we did it for Christmas, but it was kind of for my mom's birthday. I may have been mixing these two stories together, but um, it was really fun, like to be at Disneyland and just to like enjoy each other and joke with each other and be outside of the home together and hang out. And so like, that was one of my favorite memories because we have really fun pictures and we have inside jokes that were formed. So it gets to be a good time. There's like a lot of special moments woven in there. And Disneyland is one of our family's favorite places to go. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Side, side <laughs> note, side note, the one time I've been to Disneyland with Amanda and her family, uh, I was, um, I think, falsely led to believe that we were going to be leaving <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a safe hour. And yet I, I remained in that park until one in the morning <laughs> and did not get home until 3 a.m. that night because we that just, was the experience we- I had to have. We, we, yeah, I mean, you got to go when they open and leave when they close. That's just the way it is. But he was a, such a good spirit, guys. He hates lines and he did it. I'll tell you how long I stood in anymore. line. I stood in line so much that day. Yes. <laughs> so we have a plan for the next time we go back to theme parks, needless yeah. to say. Well, but it is fun. I mean, if you haven't been to Disneyland and it's just, it's a special experience. Um, yes. You know, one of the things I also wanted to mention, just as a shout out, uh, those of you that, that don't know, I, I was raised by a single mom. Uh, my father passed away when I was 10. And so my mom uh, just had a lot of responsibility thrust upon her, um, you know, and, and certainly wasn't the, the story that she would have, I'm sure, chosen to uh, to live out. Um, and so I just want to I just want to make a special mention for those out there that are single mothers. Um, you are extra superheroes in terms of all the stuff you have to do, you're, you're, you're both parents, you're handling a lot of things. And so we just, we just salute you and know that God, I think God gives you an extra measure of grace. Um, yes. You're doing so. So that's just, uh, and, and my mom, I just think um, just did such a good job in terms of raising my sister and I um, in a really challenging situation. And so that's, that's something I think needs to be acknowledged on, on mother's day in particular. Agreed. So, uh, you know, another thing um, we probably want to spend, spend a little bit of time here uh, just talking about our, our personal story. And uh, we, we mentioned we had one daughter um, who's three and a half. And Amanda is pregnant with our, our second uh, child. We're having a boy um, who's going to be born uh, probably in late June or early July. Um, and so I just maybe I'd like to go back and forth on a couple things here. What, what does it, does it mean any does it, does it feel any different when you're pregnant on Mother's Day? Like you have a child inside of you and it's Mother's Day. <laughs> um, Is that different than just a regular Mother's Day? I think so. I mean, I was pregnant with, I mean, I am pregnant with him and I'm, I was pregnant with Jenna during both Mother's Days. And um, <clears throat> I do think that it's a little more special because you... I mean, I do because I, my favorite thing about pregnancy is feeling the child kick inside of me and move around. I think that feeling is, is just miracle and God given. And, you know, it's just amazing um, to have a life inside of a, another life. And I think when you feel a 
child inside you move around and you know, even before you become, you know, an official mom and you don't have that child in your arms, you're just like mulling over the weight and the wonder of being a mom. And it's very special. It's very surreal. Um, and there's nothing like it in the world. So, um, yeah, I think it's extra special. And those Bible verses that uh, talk about children leaping in their wombs and mothers feeling, you know, babies dancing certainly means a bit more when you're pregnant, I I would think. Yeah. I think it's, it's a lot more literal and, you know, you just are filled with just this like unrealistic wonder that you can't even believe it's happening, you know? So yeah, I think it's very special, especially when you are first pregnant and it's your first mother's day and your baby is still in your womb. You know, you just, you feel so loved and cared for. And, um, you know, there's just a, a special bond and a moment that you guys share Mm. as a family and as, you know, a person that's coming into motherhood and you're just about to embark on a brand new journey and it's exciting and Mm. it's just filled with, it's just filled with, you know, everything under the sun. Well, one of the things I think that we, we often don't talk about it as a society <laughs> and as a church is the, um, the reality of infertility and uh, miscarriages and people that really desire to have kids, uh, women that desire to be mothers. And for many years, they're, they're waiting and they're waiting uh, for years and it just doesn't happen or they get pregnant and they lose the child. And, um, you know, we've had our own struggles with that as we were waiting for, for our second child, which for us was a really, and, and you can speak to this too, was, was a very different experience. Cause when we um, were, were uh, ready to have Jenna, we pretty much got pregnant immediately. And then uh, <laughs> when we were ready to have the second child, um, we had a bit of a longer, a longer wait. So I wondered if maybe you can uh, speak to your experience with that. And then uh, if there's some encouragement you want to offer for mothers that are wrestling with that as well. So when we got pregnant with Jenna, um, we were thinking we would get pregnant pretty quickly, but we really didn't think we would get pregnant after three months <laughs> and we just did. So, I mean, it was awesome because, you I know, think it was like, even less than three months. I think, I know, I think it was like two months, but, um, it, it was fun because we, we had expected it and we had planned it. Um, and we were just like, oh my gosh, you know, we're pregnant and, and it was really exciting and she um, was a very active baby in the womb and, and that was really fun. And she ended up coming, she wanted to come a lot sooner than she did. She started, you know, I started having contractions um, around, I think 29 weeks or so. And, and she ended up coming at 36 weeks exactly. And then once she got out, she was like, okay, I'm ready to chill now. And she just like, didn't understand how to do certain things. So she spent some time in the NICU and now she's fine. But um, she gave us a run for our money since day one. And, and now she's just as joyful and stubborn and strong-willed and just full of life. So <clears throat> then we wanted a second one. And, and I thought, because I think my plans are always greater than God's, don't we? Um, that our babies should be closer together. So here we are trying for um, you know, baby number two. And, and I got pregnant three different times within a few months. And each time shortly after I would miscarry and I didn't understand. And it was really hard for us. Um, 
and we walked through some things for a year and a half, almost two years before we got pregnant again. And <clears throat> so then we have this baby now and, and he is going to be so different and so amazing. And we're excited to walk the journey that God has for us with him. <clears throat> um, but in the middle of that, you know, like those miscarriages can be just devastating and it can really mess with your mind and question God and make you think that you did something wrong. Um, you know, that something must be wrong with, with us, with me, because, you know, God didn't allow this to continue. And it takes a lot of faith, um, to get back on to the horse per se and continue to understand God's faithfulness is still there. And, you know, <clears throat> his will is still the same, um, even though this happened. And some of that stuff, we just won't be able to understand on this side of heaven. And it's difficult. Um, you know, I still, I still don't quite understand. And I don't think I ever will. But, but something that God has given me is peace. And, um, you know, just understanding that I don't have to have all the answers. Things happen. And <clears throat> and sometimes it's just what is. Um, and if we had all the answers, we wouldn't have a need for a savior. So it kind of keeps me like in check theologically to, to not try to figure everything out, you know, and understand why things happen all the time, because we just don't know sometimes. Um, and that's not our place, you know, to know it's God's place. Um, it doesn't take away the hurt. And we definitely grieve with people that grieve about this and we rejoice, you know, when people have good news and, and the Bible calls us to do that. So it doesn't mean that we erase what happened. We acknowledge it, but we don't sit in a stance of like trying to figure out the origin of why it happened, you know, because unfortunately that's just not for us to know on this side of heaven and, and finding peace with that is probably the hardest and longest journey that a woman can take. Um, but, but I, I did find it and I'm thankful that I did. So this baby boy is <clears throat> going to be, um, super fun and we're going to have some, some crazy stories. I'm sure having a boy is totally different and I'm ready for burps and farts and sneezes. I'm sure that will happen. <laughs> so <laughs> A different type of uh, we might need a different type of defense when it comes to changing the diapers. I'm uh, I'm I'm told. Yes, yes. <laughs> a you know, totally I, different type. Getting back to your point, of, I think just about the um, the miscarriages. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it's it's in those moments. It's verses like God is the God of all comfort that we want to we want to rest in, and um, you know. You mentioned we're not gonna we're not gonna know, and one of my favorite verses is Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine, which says, uh, "You know the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and our children forever." And so there's just some things I think this side of heaven we're not gonna understand, and in those moments God does call us to trust Him and to press in to uh, to build our faith. And so yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you sharing does. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, in in terms of this pregnancy. Um, not everybody listening probably knows a bit about what we've walked through because this has been very, certainly very different than what we experienced with the first one. 
and mm-hmm. there's been a God, it's almost like God is calling us to trust in him even more as we take all these different <laughs> steps with children, you know, yeah, so <laughs> tread like, lightly, you tread lightly your... as you're trying to get kids. Right. Really? But, because um, God will test you even more than you think he already has. He has yeah. great faith in us and we, <laughs> we just, yeah, continue. Yeah. Well, maybe could you just share a bit about our experience with this pregnancy and some of the things that we've been walking through and, learning to trust God with, um, and especially you as a mom. Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) hold on, sweetie. Sorry. We're at home. Inevitably our daughter was going to come and say hi or tell us that she's hungry. (laughs) Go over there. I'll get you some in one second. Okay. Okay. Go. Those of you that are home with kids know it's hard (laughs) to keep the kids entertained the whole time. Um, yes. No, Jenna, honey, go away, baby. Please. Okay, go play. Thank you. Um, yeah, so our son, um, we were we were elated to find out that our son's heartbeat and well, our son's heartbeat was heard and seen on the ultrasound at six weeks. Um, and our doctors gave us uh, graciously that opportunity because of our history of miscarriage. And I just bawled my eyes out and couldn't believe it. I was so happy and so excited. Um, we hadn't made it past that point for the, our last miscarriages. So <clears throat> I was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually happening. I can't believe this. And we were elated. Um, and then around 12 weeks, we got, um, you know, the typical scan that checks the back of the neck and the doctor said it was thicker than normal. So their job as doctors is to give us the worst case scenarios so that they cover all their bases and hope they're wrong. So they were saying that our son could have some genetic abnormalities. So we were concerned at that point. And so we tested for the main three ones, which he doesn't have. And around 16 weeks, we noticed that he had some kind of a bend in his bone on his leg. And so they were trying to roll out a type of genetic condition um, that had to do with his bones. And he doesn't have that either. So that was great. And we were like, okay, so we're going to keep going. Um, 16, 20 weeks. Um, I got an ultrasound every four weeks because once they find something, they kind of go on this ultrasound, you know, like let's check everything every four weeks. That's what the doctor told us. Ultrasound crusade. (laughs) Crusade. I'm sorry if you've had to go through that. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, we could have always said no, but we just figured more eyes on him would be better than none. So he, um, was having some, Um, missing bones in his arms and he has a missing ulna bone on one of his arms. Um, And then his hands are fixated at the wrist and contracted um, at the fingers and fists. So um, over time we have prayed. Um, We still pray for a miracle and we still ask God to completely heal him if that's his will. But if it's not his will, then I am fully, you know, ready and willing to take, whatever he gives us because they're going to be gifts. And so we are not quite sure about severity of uh, the bend in his leg bone and the, um, and the hand situation. Um, A lot of that now that I'm 32 weeks, they're telling us that they kind of need to see him in um, real life to tell exactly what it is. They do believe it's genetic and it did happen by chance. Um, So Whatever um, we are going to expect, we will probably have to wait to know once he's born. Um, so 
So right now, the good news is that he's alive and well, and his heart and lungs are great. And he is kicking me every day and moving around and he is um, normal size and there's no, um, there's no cognitive or disability, um, you know, difference right now. And we're just going to pray and keep that um, to the forefront. And hopefully when he's born, you know, he will, he will have some, some mild um, skeletal malformations and whatever that will be, I know it's going to be a gift. So this is going to be totally different than our first pregnancy and our first child, but we are excited to know a group of people that we would never be able to know before this and the love and the joy that comes with having um, a special child. And uh, we're just really excited to, to be able to share the story and our testimony and to hopefully show God to somebody that also has a child this way that doesn't know him um, to find hope and to realize that healing takes place in the kingdom of heaven and um, that we can give that, like God can give that. And, um, and it's just, you know, I get emotional because it's, it's something that I've never experienced before and I'm nervous to experience new things, but I'm also so um, excited and I kind of expect to see some major things happen that God's going to do um, in the story surrounding our son and, and the people that we're going to come in contact with. So, so I'm just really um, anxiously awaiting his life and I can't wait to meet our son. We've had some cool moments along the way from people praying for us to um, just a sweet woman in our congregation encouraging us as we were trying to get pregnant. And, um, you know, even, even on our last ultrasound, there was some really good news that we got as far as some things that they thought earlier on had seemed to get corrected. And so I, I think, I know for me, yeah. that's just been an evidence of God's grace that um, as we're praying for healing, you know, we haven't seen a total thing yet, but we've seen just uh, evidences of God saying, God, God's here, God's walking with us. And, um, yes, and he's still forming him in his womb. Right, right, right. So, so we appreciate your prayers on that. And uh, Amanda, I appreciate you um, just being honest and transparent about what we've been walking through there. Um, of course. You know, as we, as we wrap up our time here, um, the last thing I'd ask you as a mom, uh, what, what are some words of encouragement or maybe some scriptures that you would encourage ladies with today, those that may be walking through a difficult season or just, um, you know, or mothers in general? Um, what what would be some final thoughts you'd have for them? Um, I do have three Bible verses that I like to go back and forth in my head with. Um, you know, I think when I'm a nurse by trade, so I kind of thrive in a stressful, chaotic, uncertain environment, especially with like things surrounding medicine. So when my daughter was in the NICU, like I was all present, all alert, um, and I didn't process until after it was over, which is okay. I mean, cause I was able to like think about things logically. And then after the fact, I was kind of at an emotional state, but I was able to, to learn and deal. Um, so when I'm in the moment, a lot of times, like I'll just read scripture to myself or think about scripture in my head, um, to keep my mind focused on something that's, um, 
you know, not the worst case scenario or horrible, you know, just to keep my emotions in check and just the reality of the situation at the forefront. So one that keeps me very encouraged when I feel um, discouraged and just broken about things is that God is there in the brokenness. And in Psalm 147.3, I had a friend tell me this, um, I think two years ago, and I haven't ever heard it before that. And it says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And it's just like a huge physical reminder that all of the things that you've been wounded for and have been broken over, like God can take those and wrap them up for you and heal them and bind them up, you know, and like carry them. It doesn't have to be all on your shoulders all the time. Um, the other one that um, my mom always told me <laughs> is, and it, it's her favorite verse, is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Submit to him and he will make your path straight. Um, it's just crazy as women. We, we always wonder why things are. And I always come back to that verse. Um, the other one is another mother figure of mine loves this verse in Lamentations. It's um, chapter three, verse 21. Um, and it goes through 23, 24. And it's um, starting in 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. So when we feel empty and we feel like things have been taken from us, the only thing we need is the Lord and he's our portion. And when we fill that void, we can grow and gain strength and confidence and peace from his word. And so those three things have always helped me deal and just stay the course um, when things get overwhelming and out of control. That's a good word uh, for today. And I hope that as you're listening today, especially if you're a mother, that you're, you're encouraged by uh, his goodness and his grace. <clears throat> and um, we, do, we do appreciate you joining us today. Honey, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your heart. Um, I know people are encouraged welcome. by it. Thank yeah. you for having me. We'll have to figure out a way to get you on again. <laughs> I would love that. All right. Well, we do hope that you would join us next time on the Underground Sessions podcast. Thank you for listening to the Underground Sessions podcast, courageous conversations at the intersection of faith, culture, and politics. If you enjoyed what you heard today, share our information with your friends and please give us a five-star rating in the iTunes store so others have a better chance of finding us. You can also connect with us at www.millingtonbaptist.org, where our vision as a church is to see the table expanded for the glory of God as more people step into a life-altering relationship with Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time on the Underground Sessions.